Welcome to the New Day Community Church Sermon Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by this message from the Vandalia, Michigan campus. For more info, look us up at newdaycommunity.org. So here we are in Emotionally Healthy Community, and believe it or not, we started this series just nine weeks ago, or eight weeks ago, and we had no idea at the beginning of that time what church was going to look like, let, let alone what the, the world was going to, to look like in the midst of this, uh, this crisis time with the coronavirus, COVID-19. And I think that it is a, a very applicable uh, series during this time, uh, because many of us are full of worry or confusion or maybe irritation by all this stuff that is going on, right? We want to get back to normal. And there's stuff that is going on in our hearts. Maybe some of us are, are grieving. We don't realize that it's grief because it's, it, it looks different, but there's stuff going on beneath the surface of our hearts that we want to engage with and we want to pay attention to and we want to invite the Holy Spirit into so that we can find his peace and his grace and his healing. So hopefully this series and as we wrap it up today with learning to slow down, uh, hopefully this series really helps us to engage with what's going on in our hearts during this coronavirus situation. So like I said, today we are finishing up, we're looking at principle number seven, uh, which is slow down to lead with integrity. Let me get my clicker here. Slow down to lead with integrity. And what we want to see today is that emotionally healthy spirituality requires that we learn to slow down and not be distracted by the hurry and the busyness of life. Right? And during this stay home, stay safe order, we have this kind of government mandate to slow down and, and it gives us an, an opportunity where we can engage with God. But it's very easy in the midst of this forced slowdown to continue being distracted, to continue having hearts and lives that are feeling hurry and busy, Right? Because that is the posture that we uh, are so used to. And so even in this forced slowdown, we are busy and distracted. So what we want to learn today, or we want to talk about today, is the importance of learning to slow down. How do we turn off distraction so that we can tune into God, so we can tune into the Holy Spirit? And this is something uh, that is really, really um, important to me. Over the last year, year and a half, I've really tried to step into this practice. Um, I am an Enneagram 3, right? That's sometimes called the achiever. Sometimes they call it something else can't remember, but it's this motivation of like by doing and accomplishing things, I can prove how valuable I am. And as I recognize that that is what is in my heart, I also recognize the need to obey God in his call to 
enter into his rest. And we see that in the, the Ten Commandments to enter into Sabbath. We see that in, in the, the Psalms to, to be still and to know that he is God. And I've really tried to enter into this idea of slowing down. Many of you uh, know that last, at the end of last year, I spent a, a 24-hour silent retreat at the Hermitage in Three, in Three Rivers. And that was very hard for me. You know, I didn't have my phone, um, I didn't have my computer, I didn't, and, and I was out in the, the woods, I, and we've, we had dinner and lunch together, but nobody would talk. It was just this guy who would say, tonight we have acorn squash with wild rice with a tossed salad on the side. And that was all that anybody said for the entire 24 hours I was there. And, and it was so, di- I just felt like so uncomfortable. Right? But I had to learn to press into slowing down and trusting that God was God and that he was in charge and that I'm valuable even outside of what I do. So I did that. I've learned to take walks. I've learned to, to put a stop on my work day or my school day. I just, there's a point where I'm like, I'm just done and it's okay for me just to play a, a video game. I learned that I have to purposely engage with date nights with Amber. Like, we're going to make that happen as opposed to just assuming it's going to happen down the line. I make time to spend with people and to enjoy life. And this pushes against my motivation to prove my value, but it has been so, so good. So that's what I want to talk about today is encourage you to kind of follow along this path of learning to slow down. And our goal as Christians is maturity. And that's really what this whole series is about. We are looking at ways that we can step into maturity. And as we've mentioned in in weeks past, we cannot be spiritually mature or spiritually healthy if we aren't emotionally uh, healthy or emotionally mature. The, the two are inseparable. We see in Ephesians 4, 4 chapter, chapter 4, verse 13, Paul says this, talking about the role of the church and the, the role of church leadership. He says, until we all reach unity in the faith, our goal is to reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of God and become mature attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of God. Our goal is maturity, to to enter into the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Now that is an, an amazing idea, right? That's what we want to move towards. But if you have been a Christian for any length of time, you have probably recognized that this maturity doesn't just happen, right? I wish that once I said that salvation prayer, gave my life to Jesus, that all the junk and immature emotional and spiritual stuff in me would have just been dealt with and gone. But it's not how it works, right? We are actually called into a process of of, of maturity, of the process of sanctification. And it is a journey that we walk hand in hand with Jesus, right? He is our guide that leads us somewhere which we cannot get to 
on our own. Right? We need to trust him and listen to him as our guide. And I think this is where part of the, the problem is, is that we so often in the busyness and the distraction of our lives, we allow somebody else or something else to guide us. We are allowing other influences to take us to places more than we are allowing Jesus to take us to maturity. I'm currently reading a book by a man named Jacob Schatzer, and he is looking at how technology is affecting and shaping our culture. And he says this in his introduction, and he says, we arrive at what we love and what we worship, not only or even primarily through what we stop and think about, but through our habits. Right? And this is something that comes up in Schatzer's work over and over again, the importance of our habits. Not even like these big, impressive things, but he's talking about just mundane habits, the little things that we do uh, day in and day out. These are the things that shape what we love, and what we love is what we worship. And so a habit of turning up to church every Sunday is super important and is super good. But when we compare that habit, which hopefully is, is true for each one of us, but when we compare that habit to the amount of voices through the books that we read, the, the videos we watch, the TV shows we watch, the, the news, whatever it is, all of these things we must recognize are also shaping us. Schatzer continues and says, loving rightly requires practice. And practice often happens in mundane ways, ways we don't expect to have major consequences. Right? We need to practice worship, practice love, practice what we value in mundane ways because we know that just little mundane habits will take us off where we want to go. There was, a, there was a time where I was trying to eat well, and I'm still trying to. I'm just not doing great right now. It's hard in the, in the crisis, right? It's like I just have frozen pizzas stacked up in my freezer, so what are you going to do? Um, and half a pig. <laughs> we did have some great pork chops last night. Anyway, right? In the, so, but you can eat good, and you can stay on, on track throughout the day, but every time I stop at... Uh, you know, Speedway and get a nutty bar, right? That is taking me off track. And once you have one nutty bar, it's easy to have another one a little later, so on and so forth, right? And, it's the, and that was my habit. Every time I passed a Speedway, I would stop and I would pick up a Diet Mountain Dew and some sort of a snack. It is so embarrassing and terrible, but that is my reality, right? And so, but we see the consequences of, of that, right? And so what am I saying? It's our mundane, simple practices that lead us to where we are going. I think this is a, a great quote from Tom Morris. This will be my last quote of the morning. And he wrote a book called If Aristotle Ran General Motors. And listen to what Tom Morris said. In everything we do, however large or small, 
we should always be asking ourselves, in doing this, am I becoming the kind of person I want to be? Everything we do forms us, molds us, and shapes us into the people we are becoming. Everything we do is forming us. And it is so easy not to think about that, to go, oh, this isn't affecting me, this isn't what I believe, I'm just doing this for entertainment. But the reality is everything that we are taking in is forming us into something. Every practice that you do is forming you into something. And is that thing forming you into what you want to be? And so as Christ followers, we want to create habits that transform us and move us towards Christ-likeness. We want habits that form us and move us towards maturity. And slowing down is a vital piece of that. We see that Jesus knew the importance of rhythms and habits. He knew the importance of slowing down to connect with God. All right, and so what we're going to do this morning is we're going to turn to Luke chapter 5, starting in verse 12. So Luke says, While Jesus was in one of the towns, a man came along who was covered with leprosy. When he saw Jesus, he fell with his face to the ground and begged him, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. Then Jesus ordered him, don't tell anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. Yet the news about him spread all the more. So the crowds of people came to hear him uh, and to be healed of their sicknesses. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. All right, that is what we want to focus on this morning. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. In the midst of his busy ministry, and this is right at the, the beginning of him launching into ministry. He's in and around Capernaum. He's calling his disciples, right? This is a really important stage in the growth of this kingdom of God movement. And yet, and then we see right before this, right, Jesus heals this leper. Uh, right after this passage, we see he's off healing somebody else. But Jesus knows in the midst of this important time where the, the world is full of need, he recognized the importance of getting away and slowing down. He knew the importance of connecting with the Father. I love that Jesus often withdrew. He would take his attention off the, the demands of, of the world and he would turn his eyes to the Father. 
I believe that it was in these times, though I'm kind of reading between the lines of, of Scripture here, that it was during this time that Jesus uh, practiced tuning in in his humanity. In Jesus' humanity, he practiced tuning in to what and to where the Father was leading. Right? We see in the Gospels that Jesus only did what he saw the Father doing. And maybe it was in these times of prayer, of being in the wilderness, of slowing down, being with, with God, that he would find direction. Right? I know that that has been the case for me when I have allowed myself to, to get away with God, to, to take my eyes off of the, the busyness and the craziness of life and just tune to him, I find peace and I find direction. And what's important in this passage, I think, beyond that Jesus withdrew to lonely places, is that he often did it. He was very consistent about this practice. Maybe it was daily. I imagine he had daily opportunities to, to, to turn his attention to the Father. We know that he practiced the Sabbath, the Jewish custom of taking 24 hours to stop his work and to delight in God. And if we want to do what Jesus did, right, we want to be a light to our community. We want to pray for the sick and see them healed, right? We want to have that non-anxious presence that, that Jesus carried with him everywhere that he went. We want those things. But if we want to do what Jesus did, we need to do what Jesus did. I know that's a crazy idea, right? If we want to do what Jesus did, we need to do what Jesus did. And Jesus often withdrew. So we want to take that practice up as well. Okay, so moving on, why is it important to slow down? Like we just said, Jesus did it. And if Jesus, in the midst of his ministry, needed to slow down, how much more do I need to slow down? And how much more do you need to slow down? Right? You don't have to carry the weight of the world on your shoulders. We have opportunity to come, to turn our eyes onto Jesus and receive his love. I mentioned earlier that it is one of the Ten Commandments, right? That there's this commandment to enter into rest, to, to practice the Sabbath. And I have a lot to, to say about that. But what we want to land on today is that one of God's top 10 commands is that we rest. He knew that humanity's kind of impulse was just to, going to be to, to work and accomplish and do stuff because we feel like we are responsible to meet all of our needs. But God in his wisdom says, hey, take a day, take 24 hours to rest and delight. And that is a declaration of trust in God, right? Just like we tithe 10% of our income is a declaration of trust to, to God with our finances, we rest, we Sabbath one out of seven days as a declaration of God, you are in control and you are good. And this life is supposed to be enjoyable. I think that's important. It's enjoyable to follow Jesus. Another reason it's important is that our whirlwind lives lead to stress and to burnout. 
right? Everything is so busy. There's always something that needs to be done. But as I told a story a couple weeks ago of when Amber and I were leading the children's ministry and we had little babies and we were working full-time, all this stuff was happening. We got so stressed that we quit children's ministry and tried to quit the church, right? You can go back and, and listen to that story. But it was, it just, we couldn't keep up that pace, it was impossible for us because that's not how we were created. We were created to find times of rest. Number four, it is in these places of Sabbath rest, of daily turning to Jesus, where our identities are found in Christ. It is natural for our identities to shift from being loved by God to being workers and performers. And Pete Scazzaro, Pete Scazzaro said in his book, The Emotionally Healthy Church, he says, work for God that is not nourished by a deep interior life with God will eventually be contaminated. I'm pausing on purpose. All right, it's contaminated. Our experiential sense of worth and validation gradually shifts from God's love for us to Christ, oh, God's love for us in Christ to our works and our performance. The joy of life slowly, almost imperceptibly, disappears. We need to slow down, to be reminded of who we are and whose we are, so that we can enter into the joy of life. And fifth, we want to be filled with God, we need to slow down to encounter him so that we can be filled with his presence. We want to be bearers of the presence and the characteristics of God, and we cannot do this unless we are filled, right? The reality is that in our, in our broken natures, we leak, right? We get filled with, with God maybe on Sunday morning or during our prayer time. We feel excited, full of joy and hope, but as we go through the busyness of life, it leaks out of us, and suddenly we get caught up in our, our own things. And if we want to be witness bearers of Jesus, we need to be continually filled with his love. Okay, so Pete says, cultivating an intentional life with our Lord requires intentionally focused time for silence, prayer, meditation on scripture, and reading. All right, so this gets back to where we begin. It is our mundane habits that help us to be centered in the love of God. It's our mundane habits that help us stay connected in understanding our identity in Christ. And I believe that we can do this by practicing a daily quiet time, right? This is not just a legalistic idea that we want to check that off the, the box and so that we can make God happy, so we can move along with our days. But a daily quiet time recenters and refocuses us in the, the presence of God. During the, this time of the COVID-19, I'm doing a... a, a Monday through Friday live from at noon for about 10 or 15 minutes of just reminding us to slow down from our lives to connect with God, 
right? It's so important that we, we do that. We need daily times. And, and I think that it would be more important to have small little bits of time with God to learn to carry the presence of him throughout our day than this once a week, two hours spent with, with God reading the word. Little mundane habits of connecting with God. Number two, we need to practice the Sabbath. This is not optional, right? This is it's important that we learn to take 24 hours to delight in God. And maybe you're like, Mark, that's impossible. I don't know how that would work in my life. I don't know either. But we know that this is something that God has called us to. And we as Christ followers, we are to have lives that look different than the people around us. And the Sabbath could be one of those ways, right, where we declare the goodness of God to, and we pull away going, hey, I take a day off every week to delight in God. And the third way we slow down to lead with integrity is to lead out of our marriage and to lead out of our singleness, right? It is important that we value these these. Uh, positions that we are in life. If you are married, it is vital that you take time to cultivate healthy relationship with your spouse, that you uh, delight on your Sabbath with one another and with God, right? And whatever that looks like, we're going to keep it clean here, but just a joke, sorry, sorry. Uh, You know, delight in your spouse, right? And delight in the Lord. That is what the Sabbath is is for and so value her or him whoever your spouse is anyway uh and then if you are single (laughs) if you are single it's the same thing you need to value your relationships it's because it's out of that place of slowing down and being face to face and close to one another that we find life and hope and joy and we are actually directed more and more towards running after jesus So have a daily quiet time, practice a weekly Sabbath, and value your marriage and your singleness, and live a life out of a healthy marriage or a healthy singleness. All right, so there we go. That is the end of our series on the emotionally healthy communities. And what we want to do, what we really need to do as Christ followers, is to create habits that transform us, that move us towards maturity. And so as you are pondering this, maybe as you are Zooming with some friends or texting with your, your small group, right? ask these questions. What is a habit that you can do? What is a mundane, simple habit that will help you to slow down daily and weekly and yearly to be with God? Because if we can't do that, right, we are not going to live the full, abundant, mature lives that Jesus has for us. All right, well, let me just close in prayer, and I'm going to just speak a blessing over you guys. Father God, we love you, and we thank you that you are with us and that you are for us. And Lord, we thank you that we can slow down, and we can turn our attention to you, and we can encounter you. Come on, Lord. Just as Moses saw you face to face, Lord, we can encounter you in that way. 
Lord, so I ask that each one of us would be able to slow down from the distractions and the busyness of life daily to encounter you. Lord, during this mandatory stay home, stay safe mandate, Lord, would just help us to recognize this as a sacred opportunity to find practices to encounter you. And I speak a blessing over every person that is watching this, every member of New Day Community Church, Lord, that as they turn to you in their secret place, they would encounter you, and that as we behold your face, we would be transformed more and more into your image. In your name we pray, amen. Amen.